the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mar- Mark. I have it written down as Mark. It's, it's Nam Nom- Fawn of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And now is actually probably the perfect time to get a tanning certificate because you don't want to get burnt from the sun right away. You want to get your pre-tan tan on. And uh, the certificate is not sponsored by uh, the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. I believe they were voted best in Marin and best in San Francisco. Nice. Not bad. Uh, today's trivia theme is general trivia. Now, we have a special guest today, Jesse Gundersheim of CoStar. And CoStar is the largest commercial real estate information provider. So we've had you know, uh, a lot of uh, like Patty Cohen is our residential right. real estate person. And uh, so now we have Jesse here to talk about uh, what's going on in the commercial market. Um, I'm going to give just a couple little tidbits here and then I'll let you continue. So CoStar, for those not familiar with CoStar, owns LoopNet, which I'm sure almost everybody's familiar with LoopNet right. now. Uh, Apartments.com and ForRent.com. And uh, they do the market trends for multifamily and office. Uh, the interesting thing is they are objective because they are just like the MLS for commercial, like MLS for uh, for residential. So, yep. Jesse, welcome to the Best of Investing. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Good. So, what uh, what uh, market trends? Uh, first of all, are, are you seeing? You know, everyone talks about residential real estate. How you know things are going through the roof, et cetera. Uh, what are you finding in the Bay? First of all, is your territory the Bay Area? It is okay. from the North Bay, Napa, Sonoma, down south to Santa Clara County. Oh, wow. okay, good. Okay. All right, good area. So yeah, overall, trend-wise, yeah, it's still a hot commercial real estate market overall, but slowing down a little bit. And uh, we've got a lot of supply coming into the market that's really satisfying that pent-up demand. Is okay. it new construction or is it? It's new construction, oh, really? yeah. Okay. It's really starting to balance things out out there. So, for instance, in the office sector in San Francisco, we've actually seen rents flatline for about two years now, after eight years of exponential growth, around 15% annually. And and was that uh, a lot of the the Silicon Valley people kind of moving into San Francisco because rents were too expensive in the Silicon Valley? 
Um, or? They've definitely moved up from Silicon Valley. I wouldn't okay. say it's to escape rents there. Okay. Um, it's more of tech companies wanting to establish at least a base in San Francisco, okay. harness, mm-hmm. harness all that incredible tech talent, talent right. that lives in the city. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for tech to move up to the North Bay to get some of the talent up here. Or Well, they have. A Pe- uh, Petaluma, I think, actually, is is uh, got its own little tech uh, area, biotech, biotech, biotech yeah. up there in the North Bay, but for the most part, yeah, some limited high-tech right. tenants here in the North Bay. We've been waiting for somebody to, here in Marin, in Nevada specifically, to fill the oh, old fireman's, fireman's fund, fund space, yeah. but um, nobody's knocked. Yeah, uh, maybe people are knocked, but uh, apparently the building's too, too has, old. is old. That's what I'm hearing. It's I'm been, okay. been sitting there vacant for a couple years now, and I've heard it may be razed at some point if it, no one mm-hmm. takes it. Oh, they wow. raise it? Really? Wow. I, it's funny. Uh, you know, Everyone kept saying, oh, Google's coming in, Google's coming in, and it's like, well, uh, no, but if they did, I mean, they'd probably have to put in you know, fifty million or something to to make it. I don't know, to bring it up, yeah. What is it? A million square feet? No, it's not that big, is it? I'm not sure. No, no, no. no, no I don't think it's a million. Can't be, it can't be a million. I want to say about three quarters of a million. It's a, it I mean, is. It is pretty big, it's though. Certainly, largest chunk of a vacant and available space here in Marin. I wonder what they're well, asking. I mean, it's it's still for lease technically. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. there's still a sign up front. It is but. for lease. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can move a big family in. <laughs> yeah. And turn it into Huge residential. family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so CoStar is, uh, they're nationwide, right? That's I mean, correct. if they're the MLS, sort of the MLS of, because I, I know MLS is on the residential side are really fragmented. Each county, uh, or in some cases, you know, multiple counties or have their own MLS. Um, and there's no, they're one of the, you know, long-standing issues is there hasn't been like a real national MLS. So I was wondering on the commercial side if if that's the case or, um, yeah, through about twenty-five years in operation, CoStar has has built itself up. Um, we've invested a ton of money uh, in human capital. We've got mm-hmm. a research team of over about thirty. Uh, individuals covering the San Francisco Bay Area market itself. Okay. Um, there's about 2,300 full-time researchers that we employ at CoStar in America. Wow. We cover all commercial real estate mm-hmm. markets in America. We also cover Canada as well um, and have some operations going in Spain and Germany. Okay. To, to tell you what, we have to cut to a commercial break. Before we do, I do want to ask you a question. What is the most expensive area in the, in the Bay Area that you're seeing? What What rent? Uh, I would go with uh, rents probably in Soma area of San Francisco. That's the most expensive, even more than like Los Altos or Palo Alto for commercial. For commercial, it all depends yeah. on yeah. on where you're at within the each of these areas. So. And, and, and how how much is that roughly? It could uh, for- be over a hundred dollars per square foot Jeez. in San Francisco. If you're talking the trophy high rise space, sure, yeah. upwards of a hundred twenty per square foot. One hundred twenty dollars for buildings. rent. Yeah, downtown. Now that's Francisco. per years, but that's still that's ten dollars a foot. Holy smokes! Okay, I'm in the wrong business. All right, uh, we got to cut to our first commercial break. Uh, if you know the answer, don't answer until we get back from commercial. Uh, what is the name of Simba's uncle in the movie The Lion King? That's our trivia question. You should know that, Nam. You have a little girl. Four one four eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety to answer that question. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best in investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question, what was the name of Simba's uncle in the movie The Lion King? And our guest, Jesse Gundersheim, knows the answer. I think I've got it with Scar. Scar! That is correct. Mm-hmm. Mufasa was the, was the father. Remember? Uh, Mufasa! No, I don't. You don't remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to get Nam to uh, uh, go see the movie. Actually, you know what? The play is really cool. Really, it's re- yeah. it's yeah. They all the costumes. Look, you guys stuff. are nodding your heads and like, hey, pff, pff, who who hasn't seen this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Saw it in New York. Best play I've ever seen. Oh yeah. really? That's I, awesome. I saw it in San Francisco and it was really good. Almost as good as Jersey Boys. Um, okay, so I want to make a mention here for uh, Gerstein plays Brahms. Remember Brahms? You know piano uh, with the San Francisco Symphony on May 25th. Uh, so pianist Carol Gerstein uh, brings his extraordinary technique and musicianship. Uh, piano, it's Brahms Piano Concerto Number no. 1. Of course, I don't know any of Brahms' work myself. I just know it's on the piano, on the ivory. Uh, tickle the ivories, right? Uh, it opens with a mighty force, settles into spiritual uh, contemplation, and concludes with a jaunty finale. So that's May 25th and May 26th, 8 p.m. at Davies Symphony Hall. All right. Uh, we are in the studio here with Jesse Gundersheim, who is representing CoStar. Again, uh, owns LoopNet, Apartments.com, and ForRent.com uh, to talk about commercial real estate trends. Yeah. Uh, Nam, you had a couple questions. Yeah, I mean, those are great, uh, seem like great acquisitions for CoStar. <clears throat> great assets, too. So LoopNet has been around for a long time, and that was really what I thought was the MLS at one point for a commercial. Um, were they competitors of CoStar? For a time, or they were uh, okay. at one point. CoStar, I, I bought them many years ago. I want yeah. to say in 2011 or so. Yeah, about 10 years ago, it seemed yeah. like. But um, and just recently, about two months ago, uh, we've transitioned the platforms a little bit. So we've kind of finally cobbled uh, the two platforms together. We've mm-hmm. harnessed all the information that was in LoopNet and is continued to going in LoopNet, which will flow into the CoStar system. Okay, um, but we're transitioning LoopNet itself into more of a marketing platform. Whereas CoStar will remain uh, the premier information and data, like a data platform provider. Yeah. Okay. okay. And LoopNet uh, used to be free uh, for both, I think, buyers and uh, sellers. But sort of right. Um, but At least to list some things, and now things, okay. now sellers will will certainly have to pay in order to market their own properties on there. Um, okay. It's just a broad reach. It's mm-hmm. an external marketing platform that can, they can reach many. Um, individual buyers of property that aren't CoStar subscribers. Right. Gotcha. So if I wanted to list a property, I would go to LoopNet versus CoStar, per se. Or can you do both still? You'd probably want it on both. I mean, okay. you definitely would want as much exposure as you can. That's okay. why we offer you uh, a, you know, another avenue to advertise it publicly on LoopNet. If you're right. more interested on catering specifically to the commercial real estate community and, and remaining that listing within <coughs> brokers, uh, developers, and owners, you know, you can stick that on the CoStar okay. system and, itself. And w- where do you get your information besides, uh, you know, public information? I mean, do you guys just, like, call various places and say, uh, hey, we understand you rented your place. What did you rent it for? That's absolutely true, yeah. Okay. I mentioned the 30 or so uh, professional researchers that we have in the call gotcha. center. And they're out incentivized to, to speak with brokers uh, once every 30 days, if not sooner. Wow. Um, and certainly when a space becomes leased, they follow up with that broker immediately to see uh, details on that transaction, and I could, I could see that being an incentive actually for the brokers too, because they want to have as much current information to be right. able to assist their client. Right, because on the residential side, all of that's public records. 
right? So uh, yeah. on the commercial side, I suppose it's it's not. You're right. We're yeah. a de facto public record. We've okay. just been well, able to sales build up would the system. Be. It, sales would be public record. That's true. But not right. but not um, renting. Right. Course, renting wouldn't be a residential public record, right? I don't, you know, it depends. Not, really. uh, not necessarily, yeah. unless you're going through like the MLS to, to you know, put a property up for lease, like gotcha. a single family yeah. residence. But uh, now it's just interesting how commercial versus residential works. Um, sounds sort of like what, you know, people on the residential side, they look at Zillow now for property valuations. Some also oh, look yeah. at a company mm-hmm. called Trulia, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, maybe in the last few years, Zillow acquired Trulia. So, so it's sort of like, are you going to CoStar or LoopNet? doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you're sort of going to both. Keep your enemies or your friends close and your enemies closer, right? Yeah. So you go ahead and buy them out. Yeah, acquire them. Uh, so, I, I, And Truly is still existing. Yeah. And so is Zillow. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder, what, do they just share information or are they going to combine it into one? Probably at some point they might, like um, you know, right now there's probably unique audiences on both where it makes sense to keep both. Mm-hmm. But at some point, maybe they'll shift their models a little bit and Zillow stays the, you know, where you go to see what your home's worth. Antitrust! Can't do that! <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but both are, theory. you know, have their, have their value. I, I go to both of them all the time just yeah. to compare. So there's some value there. And, and there's definitely some spread. I mean, there's definitely <laughs> differences between them than the, the values. I don't, I don't know how they get one versus the other. I mean, does that happen with you guys, too, with valuations? Um, um, we're just exploring uh, that avenue of actually valuing properties ourselves with estimated yeah. values mm-hmm. um, based on the data points that we do have. Um, so it's something we're, that's emerging yeah. in real estate. But in, yeah, in either case, you really ultimately need to talk to a, a live person to get the f- real valuations, yeah. like a broker. I mean, there are good starting points, at least on the residential side. Well, know. even on the commercial, you got to be you know in the market. You can't just hire some person in Iowa to do. I mean, because things are just so. We have we're like a microclimate, I guess they call it, or micro uh, yeah. economic area. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's you know it's dynamic. The market shifting all the time, so you really have to. There's no data that's that's real time, other than maybe what's you know talking to to brokers Actually, out the marketplace. Oh, oh, wait. So at CoStar, we do provide rents on a daily basis, believe wow. it or not, and vacancy inventory stats on a daily basis. Okay. Wow. Yep. That's impressive. It is, and it's a little bit of a differentiating factor from our competing firms out there. We can see what rents are doing on a seasonal basis, on a quarterly basis. So, for example, in the apartment market, rents do tend to head up in the springtime um, and summertime as people move. That's where yeah. the demand is. It tends to go down every third and fourth quarter towards the winter, fall times, not so much rent growth. But And then what would, uh, if the audience is interested in this, would they just go to CoStar.com or uh or what, contact what, you? Yeah. What, what, yeah, what no, they can do? go to CoStar.com uh, okay. to find out more information about the product, and they'll find avenues on the website as to how to contact us. And uh, we're, we happily go out to all interested in clients and do a couple-hour demo one-on-one with them, showing them the product at their desk um, and informing them of how they can harness all that data. 
for their needs. Okay, very good. And uh, stay with us because we're when we come back from break, uh, we're going to interview Nam here because uh, he's got an interesting deal of the week. A couple of them. I like to call it. It's like a hee-haw. Deal of the week. <laughs> okay. Second trivia question. What uh, in the movie Fight Club, you remember that? Oh, yeah. What is the first rule in the movie <laughs> Fight Club? If you remember, don't say anything. Okay. Uh, call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with the correct answer. We're going to give you a free tanning certificate, which is worth over $100 because you can choose from amongst the various uh, um, programs they have. Uh, You know what they have. Yeah, the sun sun tanning, so to speak. Uh, So again, in the movie Fight Club, what is the first rule of Fight Club? Uh, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon. Our special guest, Jesse Gundersheim from CoStar. Thank you very much for joining us. Stay with us, because uh, we'll, we want to interact with us on the rest of the show. Uh, second trivia question, what is the first rule in the movie Fight Club? Nam. Don't talk about fight. Club. Don't talk. That's correct. Right. Don't talk about. Oh, okay. So he's got a a young daughter. He doesn't see the Lion King, <laughs> but he watches Fight Club. Okay, I, I just want to make sure I get the, I get it correct. She knows those rules. She knows. Those no. <laughs> <laughs> Do not talk about Fight yeah. Club. <laughs> I bet you in know. fourth grade. <laughs> in fourth grade, yeah, really. That's funny. Okay, uh, I want to make a mention here. You know what? It's going to be summertime. The weather is getting really good. You want to do some whitewater rafting. It's the ultimate team sport. Motherlode River Center has been running river trips from mild to wild on the American River, California's most popular whitewater rafting destination. You guys ever done the... Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Get... Uh, uh, Widowmaker and um, Chili Bar Run and all that fun stuff. Uh, so it's an ideal choice for birthday parties, family vacations, or an adventurous day uh, out with the friends. Uh, Mother Load, get this, they're the only out rafting outfitter with an on-site zip line and high ropes challenge course. Check them out, 530-626-4187, or visit them at M-A-L-O-D-E, Malode. Dot com. So, Nam, uh, tell us what's going on at Pacific Private Money. you got a deal of the week, and kind of give the audience kind of a brief rundown as to what Pacific Private Money does. Yeah, so uh, Pacific Private Money, we serve two clients. Uh, number one are our borrower clients, those who come to us because they can't get uh, conventional financing for one reason or another. It's it's not, uh, you know, what private lending was 10-plus years ago where, you know, it's the worst of the worst borrowers. It's people in Transactional distress, as Mark likes to always say. So people come to us because they've run out of time with a regular bank, or there's just scenarios that come up where banks just can't help them. Um, so we step in, we provide a loan to them, oftentimes the bridge loans, and then the other uh, clients we serve are investors. So we have a fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund, where investors can invest. Those investors do need to be accredited. But we pay uh, returns of annualized returns of seven and a half to eight percent. So deal of the week. So yeah. our deals are focused on the borrower side. So th- those who come to us to borrow funds. And this week, we had a, a interesting scenario. So um, borrower had six hundred thousand dollars down payment on an eight hundred and twenty five thousand dollar property. 
that they're okay. purchasing in the Sacramento area. So, gosh, think I only need two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That's you know super low loan to value. Yeah. Why wouldn't a bank loan her the money? Well, yeah. they um, their debt ratio was above fifty uh, percent. I think forty-nine percent was the sort of the cutoff for this yeah. particular bank. They were at fifty-one, so they're just squeaking by. So they had they're a lot of cash over. to put down, but they their income compared to their debt wasn't. Right. It was too high. Gotcha. And uh, they also had a home that they were going to be selling here in Novato. Um, so that would have had, you know, had they sold it um, before purchasing, you know, they would have had plenty of cash. Now, we did a bridge loan. We didn't need to cross because, you know what, 51% for us in terms of debt to income, that's that's in the equity position that they had and all oh, yeah, $200,000 on an $800,000 house. You, you almost go to bed at night hoping they're going right. to fail. <laughs> so we didn't have really. to cross. Uh, the property, and yeah. we provided the loan. They completed the purchase. The uh, nice thing. Let me. I'm sorry. Let me yeah. back up for a minute, just uh, to give the audience a little education here, as they yeah. say. Uh, when when Nam mentions about crossing, that usually that right. what that means is is you're getting a loan on both properties, right. Versus just the one. Yeah, we didn't have to use any equity from the home that they currently own. Um, and they didn't own it free and clear, but they, they had a lot of equity in it. Okay. So we could have crossed it had we needed to. Well, you would have been at about 10% loan to value or less. Right. Probably. right. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is they're buying a home that was the uh, model home for a development. Fully oh, furnished. That's usually the nicest one. So yeah. they got it under market. Fully furnished. Wow! With all of the furniture that they were using for display, as the this is the model. How home. long do you think they're going to hold your loan? Because I mean, oh, I, no, they're going to pay us off completely. So yeah. their houses um, that they own, the, the, the first home, Lovato, yeah, the one they're moving out of, they're um, it's on the market now. Okay. So they may pay us off in sixty days. Okay. Um, you know they're in a bridge loan, which there's no prepay penalty. Yeah. On its interest only, so they're going to pay us off pretty quickly. Gotcha. I think they're but, really happy with the. But, with but the, the interest rate is somewhere over eight percent. Yes. Oh yeah. The yes. interest rate somewhere in the nines. Wow. But it's the opportunity cost. Um, you know, to to get yeah. complete this purchase on a home that I would say at eight hundred and twenty five was probably below market. Well, from their standpoint, they only borrowed a couple hundred thousand, and at, whether they paid you know nine percent or six right. percent, it's only on a couple hundred thousand, and it's not going to be for a long time. Yeah, interest only on sixty days. But you were say, able to come days. to the rescue to get them the house because a bank couldn't do it, and I mean it's all kind of it's a really a win win situation. Um, so, you know, for the audience out there, that's a pretty conservative loan to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how do they invest in the fund? So, to invest in the fund, they should call me up. There you go. Um, 415-883-2150 or go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. You can attend our events. Our next one is oh, yeah. uh, Thursday, May 31st, actually in Novato. Okay. Um, it's from 6 to 8 p.m. That's a Thursday. And that's actually at your office? Yes, at our office at 1555 Grant Avenue. Uh, we're we're going to have another one, uh, and the next one will be June sometime and probably in the East Bay. Okay. We've got a lot of people saying, hey, when are you coming to the East Bay next? Yeah, it's kind so, of hard for people to come to Novato at 6 p.m. at night fighting all that traffic. We have people in San Rafael who refuse to come to Novato. It's <laughs> really sad. No excuse for you, San Rafael listeners. Yeah, yeah. Please. It's one thing if you have to cross a bridge, you know, but yeah. uh, there's no bridge there right. yet. To cross city lines. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> it's not the Old West, people. Well, I, I guess you could just go in a station wagon, go door to door, you know, giving a pitch. We'll try that. Yeah. might be a little expensive. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> a little time consuming, yeah. too. So a couple of other, uh, not necessarily deals of the week, but maybe trends. So okay. we have, um, you know, the construction loans are starting to flow in 
from okay. the North Bay, from the fires, fires people yeah. rebuilding. Uh, the people that are coming to us are builders, developers, who are acquiring some of these properties. And so these would be people who lost their home but just said, you know, I don't want to rebuild. They want to just get out? Yeah, so the okay. borrowers are the ones who acquired some of the lots from the folks who just decided not to, to – well, they, they moved away um, probably um, yeah. and decided to just, you know, sell their lot. Now, have you gotten any requests from people who decided they want to stay and actually rebuild their home? Haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. Uh, I'll talk okay. to our, you know, Matt, our Matt, outside yeah. agent, um, and Matt will be on the show in, in June Indeed. to talk yeah. about what's going on in the marketplace. But he's the one who said, "Hey, you know, I'm starting to see developers come to us. Yeah. Some on, you know, on one." property, one parcel, and others who acquired multiple uh, parcels for development. So we're starting to see that come up, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I think we're going to get busy in that area really soon. We're busy enough. Yeah. We're busy as it is, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we're going to see a, a significant pickup in construction. Yeah, so. I could, and I could see that there'd be some cases where uh, people who want to rebuild their home still can't qualify for the bank because... Personally, maybe they had, you know, a bankruptcy or they just have bad credit mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, low credit. Right. Uh, or they were underinsured. And then so those poor people, you know, they, they, they got a nice big fat settlement from the insurance company, but it's not enough to build a house. Right. And yeah. so from Pacific Private Money standpoint, that could actually can be a pretty pretty conservative loan. Yeah. Because yeah, the loan absolutely. value is going to be there. I'll tell you what, we're going to cut to a commercial break. When we come back, I know you got a couple more questions here for, for Jesse. Uh, third trivia question. What automotive company produced the car named the RX-7? <laughs> and I remember this because a friend of mine had it when it first came out. I said, that is just like, that's the coolest car ever. Rotary engine, too. Don't give it, uh, don't give the hints There's out. No, that's not the brand. I know, but that's still, <laughs> no, you, you disappoint me. Oh. Sometimes you just disappoint me. <laughs> no, I won't funny. be back after this segment. <laughs> <laughs> If you're live, if you're watching the live stream, I'll be doing the walk of shame out the door right now. <laughs> Sometimes I call him Evil Nom because he he, he puts don't he, he sends me pictures of donuts because he knows I'm a donut fiend. All right, don't touch that dial. Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety to answer that question. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety, or visit bestofinvesting dot com. Now back to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here. Nam, he took the walk of shame. No, he's back in the studio. He's back. All right, here's our third trivia question. What automotive company produced a car named the RX-7? I have no idea. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Mazda. Mazda. With, right. the, with the rotary engine. Okay. How many people out there knew that rotary engine was Mazda? Well, we'll find out when we uh, get uh, all these all these uh, phone calls. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Nam, you want to ask Jesse a question? Yeah. You know, we were just talking about the fires and how on the residential side you're starting to see development happening. Are you seeing um, any on the commercial side or how's commercial versus rent? Not a lot of uh, development happening so far. Um, And very few apartment communities were actually destroyed in the fires itself. It was pretty limited damage, Mm -hmm. mainly destroyed single family homes out there. But it certainly has had an effect on the apartment market up there. Um, Santa Rosa is, in fact, the strongest market throughout California for year-over-year rent growth at around 7% uh, over the past year. 
vacancy wow. is is also low. It's down right. around three percent. So you know, I got I got to make a comment here that uh, you know I don't like rent control. I don't think it works. Uh, there, there's lots of reasons why it's not it's not good for really anybody. However, I do appreciate where the government comes in and says, you know, when you have a, a disaster situation like the fires, you're not you, you can only raise. No, no more than ten percent, and I think that's I think that's fair because yeah. you know, nobody should be gouged. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like when the you know they have a water crisis and suddenly you're selling ice for you know fifty dollars a bag. I mean, right. that's, just, that's just not right. Um, but it's interesting where a lot of people with the rent control, you know, they just assume, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good thing. And I, the first thing I thought of was, okay, then you know what? If they're going to put rent, let's say I own apartments and they're going to put rent control. Then I'm going to go to PG&E and I'm going to say, oh, by the way, PG&E, you're not allowed to raise the the utilities. Right. And, and right. insurance, you're not allowed to do it either. And the gardener, you can't do it either. I mean, it, you're just for, focusing on the, that one aspect. Right. And, and what ends up happening, a lot of people don't realize, is if, if I'm the landlord and suddenly my rents are stagnant, but my costs are going through the roof, guess what? I'm not going to be able to afford to fix the heaters right. and air conditioning. It's going to be a slum landlord. Yeah. And, and we were just at a realtor um, event yep. earlier this week where, you know, rent control can actually stifle future projects because, you know, for exactly. a developer, they're going to say, you know what, if there's rent control, that automatically caps how much I can make. And, yeah, you know, who's going to be incentivized to that's build right. if there's less profit in it? I mean, that's just yeah. the so, way things and work. And then you, you limit your supply and right. then suddenly all these people, well, there's not enough housing. Yes. Well, then guess what? Make it so that it, make the permit price uh, profit process easier and less expensive there were there was a time when i think it was petaluma when uh, the market was severely getting hit in 2008 9 10 right and petaluma said you know now prices they're, they're dropping down to where a house costs you know two hundred thousand as an example and uh, they they were charging like seventy thousand dollars for a permit and i'm going okay wait a minute a house costs seventy thousand a permit seventy thousand on a two hundred thousand dollar house that doesn't make any sense and they were going hmm we're not getting enough people to take out permits so i guess we're gonna have to raise the price you know and it's like counterintuitive you know it, it just reminds me it's like i when when uh remember there was a time when general motors filed bankruptcy right mm-hmm. I, I could have solved all their problems i'll just sell one car sell it for two trillion dollars but all you have to do is sell one car <laughs> You know, I mean, right. it gets a little ridiculous on that. Yeah, I mean, rent control doesn't seem like it's solving the affordability issue. There's got to be other no. ways to do it, but um, rent control. I mean, that Keep stifles that stifles uh, development and construction. Correct. Absolutely. Hey, well, you know what? We do have an email question that that came in. Um, and th- this one's from Mark, but I'm sure you can t- handle this one. It says, uh, I've invested in a fund similar to the Pacific Private Money Fund, but but that company lowered their distribution down by over one half percent. Are you, meaning Pacific Private Money's fund, planning on lowering the distribution? No, no. Okay. You know, uh, I don't know why they may have lowered their distribution. I mean, the probably simplest one is their maybe their returns or just aren't where they were previously yeah. um, but you know we're you know we're still maintaining a strong uh, steady constant the you know, seven flow, and a yeah. half uh, to eight percent it's largely driven by the deal flow and, and what we're able to charge yeah. uh, for for the loans that we do um, you know there is pressure in California in general uh, just because it's such an attractive market for people to invest in in real estate um, but if that fund was in California and they're lowering you know they, they may have uh, some of the types of loans may 
they're doing, there might be more competition for. You know, one thing that comes to mind is maybe the fix and flip oh, yeah. um, loans. Maybe they do they do a lot of those. Those are typically easier to do, so more investors chase those, and that drives down rates. Okay. So, or I wonder if it's maybe they're sitting with too much cash. They got paid off on other loans, and they they just can't place it. Right. But the that, deal flow is just yeah. Not there. So it could be that they have a lot of uh, liquidity. Um, well, and real quick, when I say yeah. it's easier to do fix and flip, it, it, there's less. Um, Disclosure requirements. They're they're non-owner from the lender. Yeah, from gotcha. the lender. So that's why it's to yeah. That, that's easier. one of the good deal flows you guys have is you're one of the few lenders who's licensed to do. You're not the only one, but you're one of the few in California who are licensed to do owner to, to provide loans to owner occupied personal residences. Yeah, consumer owner occupied yeah. residential real estate lending um, is uh, there's much more rigorous. Uh, compliance that you have to do in terms of disclosures and um, buyer protections, which are, is good yeah. for the buyer. Yeah. Um, but a lot of private lenders don't want to take that on just because there's there's more work, yeah, a little more, more, more complex. Well, it costs uh, more to to have more manpower do it, mm-hmm. continuing education, software, legal, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And we've got yeah. a great, great team with a lot of experience in not only in private lending, but conventional lending, which yeah. is, you know, all the loans we do, we always look for the exit. If it's not uh, paying us off completely, maybe it's refinancing out of our loans. And so we're always consulting with our referral sources, which are the lenders, say uh, conventional lenders. Can this person refinance out of our loan and when? Um, And that's a really important data point for us before we'll green light a loan for our fund or for our Mm -hmm. trustee investors. Okay. Uh, Jesse, uh, before we cut to a break, we got a couple more minutes. Um, Is there anything you wanted to add? Add, point yeah, out. As far as the apartment market goes, yeah. there's a big elephant in the room, and that's the potential repeal of Acosta Hawkins, which that's uh, right. the looks rent like they've gained enough signatures right. now to add it to the November ballot. Um, there's certainly a lot of uh, concern amongst building owners. Would, about would that this be repeal. California? It's or California wide. So then, what happened? Can a city like San Francisco say, forget that we're going to have our own? Yes. Well, if, so then, if it were repealed, it would allow each city to then. Um, establish its own rent control to a, a stronger degree than they are allowed to now. For example, it's not permitted on single-family homes or any apartments built uh, before uh, 82, 78 in San Francisco, a little bit earlier in some some uh, local jurisdictions. Um, but if that were repealed, then cities could go ahead and do whatever they wanted with rent control effectively. So the fear is that the cities will will impose even greater rent control? That's right. Hmm. Hmm. That does not seem like it should. Well, I don't. I just don't understand the space very well. But in terms of hmm. um, that, that just seems like that'll stifle even more. So, is it, yeah, going uh, back to the rent rent control, you know, conversation. I think hmm. there's only one real winners out of that. That's the existing people who are renting mm-hmm. and who who get to keep their their yeah. rental rates at extremely low rates with low and i wonder how many people uses. sublet without telling the landlord that's got i know that happens and i had a client who lived in her apartment in san francisco uh for i don't know 30 something years and you know with the small increases she had she was paying you know maybe 300 bucks a month for an apartment that was at least three thousand a month yeah, but go. again, I'm sure the landlord's expenses went much higher than than that. So right. you know, yeah, it was it was good for her, but 
all in all, not really good for the rest of anybody else. Yeah, and if you think of the other renters who are trying to get into that building now, yeah. right, without a doubt, that landlord's trying to recoup maybe exactly. some of that lost money on the newest renters. That, that's a good point. All right, wow. don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back with some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, with Nam Fon. He's back in the studio. He walked the walk of shame two, two segments ago, and he's back and back in form again uh, from Pacific Private Money and our special guest, Jesse Gundersheim from CoStar. Uh, Nam, you wanted to mention something that just recently got passed. Yeah, the, the state passed uh, legislation requiring all new homes be built with solar. So um, I don't know when that takes effect. Is it 2020 or is it? Uh, I don't do you, remember do you, when it gets. We'll cover uh, it in more detail in, in a in, yeah. in a follow up show. But I think that's really interesting. Now, uh, it's, boy, I mean, it's really good for the solar industry. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know which one company would would do it. But you know, it's interesting. I get on a personal note. Um, I got a solar system from a company that is no longer in business. However. I did what they call uh, the lease program rather than the ownership program. So the company that like owns the inverter, because again, I'm just the tenant, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. I'm leasing it. They guaranteed a specific amount of power that it would produce. Okay, so even though the company who inst- who installed it, you know, who who I bought, who I leased the system from, theoretically, they're out of business. I kind of don't care because I de- I'm dealing with the company that is like controlling the inverter and all that and and guaranteeing the production so i actually uh noticed that my system was out and i told them right away but it's taken them a long time because that one company that went out of business they're getting a lot of calls from people Mm -hmm. right so you know i'm 20th on the list or something and and in theory i don't really care whether they ever fix the system because they guarantee a certain amount of production, mm-hmm. right? And as it turns out, for the reason it went on the fritz was um, one of one of the panels just cracked. Don't even know why. It's not like anything fell on it, huh. you know. So when they came, they finally looked at it, and but they still haven't fixed it yet. So That's your really solar system doesn't work, but you're getting power just from the public utilities. Uh, no, 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 utilities, no, 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 no. It's it's um, it, it's. It's working, but not at now. Now that the guy kind of tweaked a little bit, mm-hmm. it's it's. I'm missing one panel okay. out of like 35 panels or something. Right. So I, it's just not producing as much. Much. Okay. But they have to guarantee a certain amount. And so the thing I like about the leasing is, after 20 years, I can decide to buy it, mm-hmm. or say take it off my roof, or lease it some more. Right. You know. So it's it's kind of I I like it that way because, and I'm I'm sure glad that I didn't just buy it. Without, you know, if I bought it and the company went out of business, now what I'm going to do? Right. Right. So huh. at least this company. Now, of course, it's the leasing company that I'm leasing the power basically from. If they go out of business, in theory, I'm going to stop paying on my on my lease. Right. You say, listen, you guys can't just collect collect the the, the monthly and not produce the power. That that ain't right. <laughs> that just ain't right. All right, we got a couple of minutes. Um, in about a minute, I'm going to do my thoughts for the day, which I think you guys are going to like. Uh, any last uh, 
Uh, go ahead and give out uh, not only the website, but when the next... Um, yeah, so the next uh, fund seminar. information session is uh, Thursday, May 31st at our office in downtown Novato. Address is 1555 Grant Avenue. And uh, to reserve a spot, give us a call, 415-883-2150. Or on the flip side, if you're listening and you're in the mortgage industry or you're in a real estate uh, broker owner or agent and you want to learn more uh, about or educate your clients or your office about the lending side of it, what private money can do, mm-hmm. um, give us a call as well. Same numbers, 415-883-2150. We hit the show a road all the time to do uh, presentations to the mortgage industry. Uh, it's always really good informative information for our mortgage convention. Yes, people in the audience, they they constantly shake their heads. Uh, You know, yes, uh, yeah, I understand. Yep, yep, that's my scenario. Got to help my client that way. Uh, Jesse Gundersheim from CoStar, thank you again for uh, being in the uh, studio with us and uh, giving us uh, market trends. People can go to CoStar.com for more information about your company. Uh, Here's our thoughts of the day. Fear, uncertainty, and discomfort are your compasses toward growth. And you learn more from your failure than from your success. But don't let that stop you. Failure builds character. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure you agreed with me on that. All right. (laughs) Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.